Today on our show, it's the last of the sponsored episodes. Turksploitation, as selected by elite patron and patron project manager, Heather. Thanks for the support, Heather. Welcome to episode not available of Binge Movies. My name is Paul. Today, we count down movies in order of awesomeness so you don't have to. And I am joined by local celebrity, unofficial mayor of Cleveland, Phoenix. He's got humble opinions. He says they're humble, but I see, I've seen his Twitter feed. He's got wild, wild movie takes. Uh, I have a bone to pick with you. Really? Phoenix. We connected. You're local. We're in the same, not the same area code. I don't know if you're 216 or if you're 440. 216. Uh, okay, I'm in the 330. Okay. Uh, 216 is the legit one. You've got the legit one. That yeah. means you live in <laughs> Cleveland. We are there's a lot of people. Yeah, there's a lot of people saying they live in Cleveland and they got a 440 number and they live in Ashtabula. <laughs> you don't live in Cleveland if you're in Ashtabula County, Lorraine County, uh, Lake County. Yeah. You got to be in Cuyahoga County. And we're not talking Parma. We're not talking North Ridgeville, North Olmstead. We're not talking uh, uh, North Royalton. By the way, there's a North Royalton. Is there a South Royalton? No, there isn't. No, How do you have a North Royalton? No South Royalton. That's a fake community. <laughs> and anybody you've ever met who's from North Royalton, piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> the only worst people in the world are from Strongsville. Oh, yes. This is very true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that I can confirm, yes. <laughs> and they're all 440. Oh, Strongsville's horrible, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I can almost guarantee you. Yeah, you're 216. I'm 330. We have so much in common. We're about the same age. Uh, we're from the same area. We do a podcast. We watch a bunch of Stanley Kubrick. We laugh our asses off. It becomes an immediate, instant classic among the binge movie faithful. That was two years ago. Darren Lumberg swept in. And took you away from being my new best friend, and you two became best friends, and left my ass, left my ass thirty minutes down the road from where you live. You just left me in the the dust right. of Summit County. What is going on? I mean, you know, it's it's kind of like it's like those two friends you have, and no matter how hard you try, you always love one more than the other. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> no man uh Darren, man like we we just connected man like and he's he's come on my show i think three times now been on his show oh you're twice. always on each other's show i haven't even been invited i don't you're think, all from my area I don't god think damn that's you're true all... uh maybe <laughs> that is, yeah what uh, in the hell that can't be right Somebody it's supposed to be Ohio yeah. against the world. Yeah, we gonna get there one day. Uh, <laughs> and 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 meanwhile, you're connected with a guy in fucking Utah. He's in fuck Utah, he's the worst state. Utah. <laughs> he can't even have caffeine. That man can't drink caffeine. <laughs> oh man. 
We could be getting Swen. We could be recording this from the from a freaking Swensons together, eating yeah. galley boys. Yeah, we need to and figure potato that out. teasers. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? We need to figure that I'm out. Deeply offended. I'm, de- <laughs> I'm deeply offended. But I, since I'm so offended, I said I figure I'd pay you back. <laughs> I invited you to come back on and talk about five of the strangest movies I've ever watched in the history of this show. These are Turksploitation films. If you don't, if you're, if you don't know what the first term Turksploitation is, and you think we're being racist, we, I assure you we are not. Turkey in the 70s and 80s uh, had a burgeoning, quote-unquote, film industry. Uh, And that film industry was entirely made up of first-time filmmakers who were taking uh, mainstream Hollywood films and sort of reinterpreting them for their homegrown audience in Turkey. And uh, so they were exploiting American properties and... Uh, uh, re, like I said, re, recoding them for a different culture. And then those have since been decoded and recoded into our culture via tape trading and the underground movie scene and uh, midnight movies and a desperate need for content. So here we are. We are watching, we watched five Turkish films that. Stole American culture. It's just fine because we've stolen everybody's culture. Stole American film. Then we got them back. And they were sort of half-assed translated back to us. We watched them. And we're going to be counting down these Turkish movies in order of awesomeness, which means we're not going through them chronologically. We're going to start with the least awesome Turkish exploitation film Turkish knockoff we watch. I don't know what Phoenix is going to say. I don't know what Phoenix is going to say on a daily basis. I haven't heard from the man in two years. So I don't know what's going to happen. He doesn't know what I'm going to say. And here we are. So we're going to start with the worst Turkish movie that we watched. The least awesome Turksploitation film. Number five, the worst. What is it, Phoenix? Okay, I do not know if you'll agree with me on this one. Uh, Probably not. All of these movies are their own degree of horrendous. But but what I will say is some of them at least try to to Mm -hmm. be coherent. I'll say that. Yes. But there's one that absolutely fails <laughs> like 100% absolutely fails is is got to be the worst thing I probably ever saw and I can't even believe I sat through the whole thing but my worst is I don't know if there's another name for it but it's listed here as Turkish Star Wars <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're going by all of we're going by the sort of the underground names that were assigned to these yeah. in America, as opposed to their original Turkish names and and their more transliterative names. We're going for the what their their street names, what they're known, what they got known for in the tape trading community. Turkish Star Wars. I figured that this would come up. I I this is much much higher on my list. So what? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but before I dive into that, I want to read. The opening. Oh, God. In its entirety. <laughs> no. The film opens with... <laughs> the film opens with completely stolen footage of 
all of the Star, the original Star Wars trilogy, the Millennium Falcon. I mean, it's just the it's Death Star footage. It's just footage from the movie. It's not like recreated footage. No, it is just stolen footage, pirated footage from straight rip. Okay, <clears throat> here is the, rather than getting opening crawl, we get opening narration, and here it is, Phoenix. Oh my God. <laughs> By going into space and landing on the moon, the space age began. The space age is an era of progression for man. Thousands, thousands, I, I, this is how I wrote it. I don't know if this is exactly right. Thousands years they lived this way. Space age had been passed. Now began the galactic age. Thousands of years passed and Earth's planet system turned into a galaxy system. Civilizations and history, history became past. Man adopted a simple life as in primitive ages, and with all their power, they initiated relentless struggle to find immortality. Earth nations, civilizations, race, and religions become one. Then there was only one human life form and tribe in the galaxy. In the galaxy age, rather. Earth was facing the danger of extinction as a result of a crazy... This, this is... This is the crawl. This is the narration. Crazy nuclear armament. Earth had avoided such danger, such dangers a couple of times before that a single force had been able to destroy the Earth. <laughs> However, in some cases, Earth had been disintegrated into parts. That's where it lost me. <laughs> Earth had avoided all dangers, then it says, but it's also been disintegrated into part. We're all one race and all one religion, but we're also on a crazy nuclear armament binge? What? Oh my god. Parts which fragmented off the Earth had become a meteor in space. On some planets, life was still going on. However, the nuclear war gained momentum. For the sake of the, for the sake of the, I don't know what that says. <laughs> for the sake of the rulers becoming more powerful. <laughs> while the beautiful and happily, happy world was madly destroyed. Okay. However, the nuclear war gained momentum for the sake of the rulers becoming more powerful. While the beautiful and happy world was most madly destroyed. Suddenly, Earth came across a mysterious, strong enemy. Our world formed into matter from rays and energy five billion years ago got fragmented into dust by the laser rays in the galaxy age. <laughs> that's, that's almost poetic. That's, those are almost bars right there, right? Our world framed... <laughs> Our world formed in matter from rays and energy five billion years ago got fragmented into dust by the laser rays in the galaxy age. <laughs> Who was this enemy? From which galaxy was he? Oh my God. Humans and... This gets weirder from here. Humans and one single weapon against this danger, they started to resist with a shield welded with human brain. Jesus. <laughs> with human brain and willpower a coding I thought that was a metaphor but then they go a coding 
formed by compressed human brain molecules. I thought maybe like it was bad translation and human brain meant like intelligence because it was paired with willpower. Right, right. But no, the next line is it was a coating, an actual physical coating they put around the earth, which had been apparently disintegrated into dust. Into but parts, yes. Into parts? Parts <laughs> that are, are still now intact meteors. somehow? Right. Parts that are now meteors but are still somehow intact as a planet. I don't know. And they they form this coating by compressed human brain molecules, and it protected the Earth. Earth was turning into dust after every attack, and was hiding behind hiding behind the something shield. Oh my god! Okay. All right, one more page. Oh a god! We a weapon, a weapon to break the shield could only be constructed with human brain and willpower. But however strong their weapons, the enemies of the Earth did not have brains. <laughs> the aliens in this movie, their, their weakness is they don't have brains. Right. So they can't take the molecules of their brains and make a laser strong enough to pierce the brain barrier mm -hmm. of brain molecules that has coated the earth in a shield mm -hmm. so they can't get through it, but apparently they can get through it enough to turn it into dust. <laughs> it's very confusing. The value of the world and the human humans in infinity was the greatest weapon that a single human warrior sent to find this unknown enemy returned. Human tribes tried and tried to find a solution. The only solution was to find the enemy and fight it. <laughs> That's that, that turned out to be the only solution was to stop the guy that was trying to kill you. Oh, God. What an original plot. Uh, oh. Two two strongest and greatest Turkish warriors. Very ethnocentric. <laughs> two strongest and greatest Turkish warriors and others sailed into space uh, and others. <laughs> so they don't get... The others get short shrift. I don't actually remember others in the movie. No, I don't. I don't. And for there to be two Turkish warriors, yeah. one of them dies pretty quick. It's just really the main guy who I think wrote the movie. So, <laughs> you know, so some humans did not get involved in this war, but every human capable of imagination and reasoning was determined to join <laughs> and win this war. That's kind of disparaging, right? The people who stood who. <laughs> who didn't get involved to, were like, ah, oh, we're not getting involved in the war. It's like, oh, that's all right. It's fine. You just don't, don't have, have imagination, imagination and reasoning. <laughs> and reasoning. So anybody with, anybody with brains is going to join our Turkish war against the brain, brainless aliens. Oh my God. <laughs> um, this movie is bizarre because rather than it, even though it uses star Wars footage, it, is. Um, it uses music from Dracula and Indiana Jones. Jones like, and they play, they play the Indiana Jones theme every five seconds. Dude, it was every it was everywhere, literally everywhere. Training montage, <laughs> fighting montage, staring at another person. I was like, what? yes, like, like I was so <laughs> okay. That, a lot of staring in this movie, Phoenix. A lot yes, of staring lot at of other staring. people. Uh, that that <laughs> monologue that you just read, yeah. It's literally yeah. like the first 10 minutes of the movie. And like, yes. And it goes on forever. And, and it's underneath <laughs> literal stolen footage from Star Wars movies. 
And I'm just like, yeah, like I'm 10 minutes in and all I'm thinking is I'm going to cuss Jason out so bad when I talk to him about this one. <laughs> I'm like, so, so let me ask you this, Phoenix. Was all that time with D.W. Lundberg worth it? <laughs> Was it worth it <gasps> to be on Nostalgia Cast and not binge movies? I guess. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and you second guessing some choices, didn't oh it? You're like, well, hang God. on a second, like, man. What I do to this? What I do to this guy? That was my question. I was like, <laughs> why? Why did he pick me for this? This lineup? <laughs> like, what did yeah. I say that he was like? Yeah. You know, would be great. <laughs> like, <laughs> the <Fortress laughs> Phoenix. Five movies straight. Like, <laughs> like, what the hell is this? Oh my god. Like, oh like, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of what the hell moments, right? Oh, like this one is the worst. Like, I'm glad we started with the worst. This is the worst. Cause it was like it's just none of it, none of it made any sense. Like none of it. No, it was just no. The, the plot didn't make any sense. Where the story went even after that didn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, I was just like... And then I was like... I was confused because I'm like, it's it's Turkish Star Wars. But it ain't got nothing in it that's Star Wars related or adjacent. It's not like they... Not after that first 10 minutes. No, yeah, like... After... after <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's its own... After the first 10 minutes, it becomes its own story. Yeah. It's mostly about these two Turkish super warriors who crash land on another planet. Who can apparently break rocks with their hands. It's... They, well, to after getting beat up, they have to retrain themselves. Right. So they can finally face the big bad guy who has no brain. <laughs> and the way they do it is by bashing rocks with karate chops in their hands like boulders. Mm -hmm. And they also strap boulders to their ankles. And do kicks and fly. with with boulders, <laughs> yeah, and fly, and they they jump and they fly. A lot of trampoline work in this movie, <laughs> and a lot of staring. A lot of staring, like so much staring. Um, I liken I liken this movie to this this movie is the equivalent of trying to recall a story you only heard once mm. while eavesdropping <laughs> a distant conversation at a party. Like, if you heard a conversation at a distance and we're only getting bits and pieces of it and tried to relay that story you heard to me, and then I wrote a script off of that and tried <laughs> to shoot it as a film, that's this movie. That is if this you movie. told me that, yeah, if you told me that, like, what it really feels like on top of that is, if, you know, remember when you were a kid or maybe when you, if you have kids or you have little cousins or something, they got their action figures and they got action figures from this movie and action figures from that oh. TV show and this cartoon. Yeah. And they're making up their own plots. They're oh, making up their man. own stories. Like, and they mix and And none of it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, Wolverine's an astronaut and this character's this and all the characters are wrong. Right. And 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 you're and then then you're playing with them and they're like, oh no, 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 it doesn't work that way. Like, like you gotta do it this and like. I didn't die because I came back and I have boulders in my legs. Right. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> it's a small child. It's playing with action figures, making up the story as they go along. That's what this movie feels like. Absolutely. Which is why I don't understand why I tire on your list. Um, like, like yeah. I've played that game with my with my little cousins and stuff, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, um, I have uh 
it's Captain America here. But they're like, no, Captain America's the bad guy. I'm like, excuse you? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Oh, he's the bad guy and he's in love with Barbie, but Barbie hates him because he's too short. And it's like, wait, hold on. <laughs> like, right, yeah. What is going on like, here? Yeah. I think we've lost the plot here, guys. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that was this movie. It was just a lot of different parts of other films. You had the Star Wars in the beginning. It turns into yeah. Indiana Jones towards the end where they got to get like a magical sword or something. Some type oh, of yeah. thing. Uh, there's a little Dungeons and Dragons in there. Some witches. And oh, some, yeah. Like, I'm like, what is happening here? Like, yeah. it's everything rolled into one and it's it doesn't make any sense. It's non-continuous. The only thing that I think is a standard of this whole movie is that these two Turkish guys will beat you up like apparently like really yeah, badly yeah. and all the time like they just ready to go like, like from jump they just like like one minute they're staring at somebody <laughs> for about two minutes straight and then next thing you know yeah. it's go time like it's like they ready yeah oh yeah a lot of staring like, and and the staring you're right the staring goes on for like tw- two minutes three minutes yeah and then the fight scene will fight scene will then go on for five minutes. Mm-hmm. They'll start the Indiana Jones theme, right? <laughs> He'll, and they'll be fighting. They'll stop the Indiana Jones theme. The not when it's done, just like cut it right, right in the middle of it playing. The fight scene will continue. Two more minutes will go by, and they'll start the Indiana Jones theme <laughs> at the beginning again. Right. It's like they only liked the first like, ninety seconds of the Indiana Jones yeah. theme. Yeah. And so they just use that same 90 seconds over and over again. Not on a loop. They just cut it. <laughs> just and it just ends. And then the fight scene continues or the space battle, whatever. And then they just start it up again. It's just absolutely bizarre. It was, now, it what if I told you that one of the Turkish warriors was supposed to represent Islam and one of the other Turkish warriors was supposed to represent intelligence? That ra- reason and faith were supposed to be able to come together to save the earth. Okay. That's what this movie is about. I wish it was a bit more explained. <laughs> like, like, I mean, like if that yeah. was the intention, that sounds yeah. cool, kinda on on paper. Uh, yeah, I think the the manifestation of it though is uh, you didn't quite have it figured out. <laughs> like, you, did, no. you didn't quite have it figured out, and yeah, and it showed. Yeah, if you're listening and you've never seen a Turkish film, Turk Turk exploitation film, I should say, which I don't think either one of us had before we did this no. episode. Imagine a, a, a country, a culture that has a history of storytelling, obviously, but has no history of filmmaking mm. and is literally learning filmmaking in the 70s and 80s. Uh, through, and through other cultures. Yeah, through other cultures. Yeah. So what you end up with is the sort of movies that we, you and I would have made in our backyard with friends right um except for that these were released for people to watch theatrically <laughs> so it's almost at times it almost feels like you're watching somebody's home movies right definitely definitely yeah and you're like whoa this okay this is something <laughs> i just kept asking myself what is this movie about because i didn't know that it was you know a, a, a allegory of, of sorts mm. so i said okay uh is this movie, is it about 
Power Ranger villains, because there was a lot of Power Ranger villains in this movie. (laughs) The main villain is not a Darth Vader. He's like a, and not like season. He's not Zed. He's not Rita Repulsa. No, he's he's not even like the. No, he's it's, like Diva Toxes, one of Diva Toxes. Uh, yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And post Diva Toxes, we're talking about like Power Rangers circa 2003. Ah. Like, you're like that show. That show is still <laughs> on. <laughs> who is watching this? Yeah, like, and who are these people? It's like, oh yeah, it's Power Rangers Animal Morpher zero five seven. You're like Space Cadets. You're like, oh okay, and like I, whatever. And that's exactly what it's like. And that's what the villains are. And at one point, he's just fighting furries. They're fighting furries. There's just literal yeah. people in, like, sports team mascot costumes. Oh, my God. And you're like, what is the plot even anymore of this? <laughs> so I thought, okay, is this about, like, trying to stop a Power Ranger villain from building a, uh, a super weapon? Uh, maybe. maybe. Is it about zombies? Is at some point zombies yeah, enter zombies the movie? Comes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He and it's like old school, like voodoo zombies. He yeah. does the Turkish villain, the the Power Rangers villain does like voodoo. Is he like puts a, he like cast a spell and the dead rise from their grave <laughs> and come out of their graves and they're they're completely like either either zombies or mummies, right? Either one, yeah. Actually, yeah zombies, mummies. They, they bring up that plot point and like I don't think yeah. they. Like they bring it up like way in the beginning, and I don't think they come back to it till like the tail end of the movie. Yeah, I totally forgot about it. I was like, oh, I forgot about the undead. Yeah, you mentioned the undead. On top of that, like it's just so long. Like, why are these movies so long? long? Like, (laughs) like they're feature length. Yeah, they're literally feature length movies. Like, like not like your typical like hour and thirty minutes. No, these are like two hour twenty five minute movies. And you're like, what? Like, none yeah. of this makes any sense whatsoever. No. And it's just, oh, my God. Like, you know what I saw as a real missed opportunity? Was that? They play the Dracula theme from the <laughs> from the old school universal Dracula. <laughs> but they don't play it when the undead rise from the grave. No. <laughs> they play it when the good guys are training in the desert. <laughs> It's like all of a sudden it's like da 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 da. He's just like, wait, what? Huh? Like, it's not during a villain scene. It's not when the people rise from coffins. There's a moment in this movie where where half a dozen people get out of the grave. <laughs> That's when you steal the Dracula music. Oh God! <laughs> they stole the Dracula music I from was- Universal. And they put it in a training montage. I, I'm just blown away that they were able to get away with this. Because I'm like, you you clear rip of Star Wars footage. Not like oh, song, yeah. but literal footage. You rip off the opening scrawl, which was even worse because it was somehow yes. 20 minutes longer. You rip... <laughs> <laughs> you ripped off... You, ripped, you, stole, you literally stole Indiana Jones. And not only did you steal the theme, you kept using it. Like... You used yes. it like 30 yes. times. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. Then yeah, you yeah. steal the Dracula theme. It's just like, homie, how is this? Because I'm like, all I can think of is, like, if we were to do a movie today. Yeah. And, like, we could have a theme in it that, like, shares the same two keys of, like, the Indiana Jones theme. And we would get a copyright yeah. strike. Like, 
instant. Oh yeah. Like oh, so yeah. I'm like oh yeah. Like how on earth did they get away with this? This is this is mind boggling. But it was an analog world, Phoenix, uh, and who knew what the hell was going on in the Turkish cinemas? That's true. I'm not even sure how any of these movies ever found their way to the states. Somebody had to think. You know what's hilarious? <laughs> oh yeah. Somebody yeah, visited. For sure. Somebody visited Turkey and was like, "Oh my god, I gotta share this with the world because this is." Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and because the, the versions that we've watched of these movies, somebody is out there and they're working on a 2K restoration of Turkish Star Wars. So it's actually in a fidelity that's washable because the version that you and I watched looked like somebody took a 16 millimeter or maybe eight millimeter print, copied it to VHS and then copied it 10 more times on VHS, uh -huh. then eventually put it on YouTube 20 years ago. <laughs> and so some of these movies, we watch such, such degraded copies that there's, you know, there's gotta be more people working on, the thing is, uh, like, this guy's going to do the, the 2K restoration of Turkish Star Wars. He's never going to, they're never going to be able to put it on Blu-ray no. because it's it's got 10 minutes of Star Wars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like and I'm, I'm not saying this opening narration makes any sense, but but man, if you cut the, that first 10 minutes out, that movie doesn't make any sense at all. The, re the, the only reason I had any idea... What the what was even remotely happening is because of this bizarre narration I read. Yeah, and it, yeah. yeah, and it's weird because it's like even from that, it doesn't tell you. Like, it's not like like the narration gives you a somewhat of an idea of what the villains are after. I guess brain molecules, right? But yeah, you're you're not you don't explore any of that throughout the movie, like. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, it, no. it doesn't lead you to anything that 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 scroll that scroll mentioned at all. No, like it's like no. We go on a totally different journey. It's like yeah, this is where we started, and it's like this is somewhat where we're gonna end. But in the meantime, we're just about to do a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, the beginning of... and the end has nothing to do with the very very long middle. No, that is no. Strange. And at the end, when the, he says, um, when he says goodbye to this woman and child who he has fallen in love with, right? And you think, oh, well, they'll form a new family. He'll live on this planet. He's like, no, I need to go back to Earth, which is much superior to to your planet. Like he says some like shady shit yeah. to them. He's like, I must go to Earth where there's more superior intelligence than this shithole you live in. <laughs> I, but he's like, but I love you both. And then cut to the Millennium Falcon right. flying through space. <laughs> and he's back in his ship flying to Earth or wherever he's going. And I was just like, oh, okay. Well, so the 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 orphan boy and his mom, mm -hmm. who are central characters through two hours of this movie, <laughs> mean absolutely nothing to this guy, even though well, I thought that was the what the kind of what the point is. And was. again, that kind of goes back to what they're emulating from other cultures like that's the typical story of you know the cowboy who's like yeah who like rides yeah. in the town and saves this yeah town, but you know he can't stay because you know he got to keep riding in other towns and saving those whatever so like yeah that's, yeah that's what they were getting at is like this idea this this cowboy who comes into town who you know falls in love with his family but he just can't stay. He got to get out on there and, and, you know, he's got a job to do or something like that. You know, yeah. Yeah. 
So I think that's the trope that they were copying, even though it's like, it's like you, you haven't earned <laughs> that, no. that trope at all. It's just <laughs> no. like, it's just like, it's so no. much of this is just, oh, I'll take this. I'll take that. I'll, oh, I'll take some of this. This looks good. And like, we'll just put it all together. And this is the story. Like <laughs> two and a half hours. And yes. it's just it's just a mix of gobbledygook from every single <laughs> thing you can think of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, we'll get to where it ranks for me. It is your worst, right? Yes. So, okay, all right. So let me let me let me put down the list here. We're not going to score these because I think that these are beyond scoring. <laughs> it's not fair to score them because they'd all be zeros. Yes. Safe. So like I don't, I, yeah I don't score like amateur feel like movies that somebody makes in their backyard. Yeah, and that's essentially what these these movies are, you know. So, okay, so your number five is Turkish Star Wars. Okay, all right. Well, it's time to get to my number five, and I might uh, confuse you here. My number five comes from 1975. It is. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Sell it, aka Executioner, aka Turkish Death Wish. <laughs> oh, I can't believe this is your number five. Seriously. Okay, <laughs> it is a much more competently made movie. It, it it functions like a film. Yes. There are there are characters. There's he has a job. He's an architect. He oh. is he has a wife. The wife gets assaulted. The honor is is broken he goes on revenge uh, he's, he's a man pushed to the limits that movie already existed in 1975 it was called <laughs> death wish this movie is a beat for beat turkish recreation of death wish and here's the thing it's not a it's not really bad it's kind of boring and it's a little too long but it's a pretty it's a pretty faithful replication of death wish like it looks like a, a movie. It looks like a low-budget 70s movie, but it looks like a movie. Yes. And it, it, it to me, it doesn't really meet the criteria of the rest of these other movies. Because, you know, if, last movie we talked about is called Turkish Star Wars. After they blatantly steal Star Wars footage, it ain't has fuck no. all to do with Star Wars. <laughs> this movie is called Executioner. It is just Death Wish in Turkey. I mean, I think his name is the same. I think he's like wow. Paul in both of them. <laughs> yeah, it's this. He's a, he's an architect of both of them. He's it's ex, it's beat for beat the same with with some added cultural flourishes, right. stuff that doesn't make sense. You know, <laughs> in in American culture, right? Make doesn't make sense importing the Turkish culture. So they added Turkish cultural elements to it, but the rest of it is just Death Wish, and I don't know. I just would watch Death Wish. I'm not in Turkey. <laughs> Nothing against it, but it's like, it's not doing, I'd rather have more gobbledygook than just be a, a, a mediocre version of a movie that was already kind of mediocre. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, no, I, I agree with that. Like, but it's kind of funny. Uh, like, I think if you asked anybody who saw the original Death Wish, they would also say, this was terrible. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So, a, like, yeah, you're talking about a remake of an already pretty awful movie. It's like, yeah, so you're almost like, why'd you pick this one? 
right? So, like, if you were gonna, yeah, right, yeah, we're gonna remake one of our, you know, highly, I guess, celebrated revenge thrillers, like right, Death Wish, really, like. <laughs> but um, I think what they do, the one thing I will give that movie is the lead actor. I don't know his name. I probably couldn't pronounce it, but he has such an incredible look. Like that's yes. the one yes, thing I would much. give that movie is that dude yes. has an incredible look and it works for, for what that story is doing. So a hundred percent. I the mustache, yeah, everything. Yeah. Yep. It just yep. it all really kind of comes together. My biggest issue with it, number one, is you like you said, it's way too long. And for the crime that's committed, the fact that we have to go through this long slog of him learning how to kill people and then killing yes. other people just to get to these guys. I'm like, yo, bro, can we speed this up? <laughs> like, yes. like he doesn't get his revenge to literally like the last eight minutes of the movie. It's like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like, no, nah, dude, like for what these guys do, how it's done, I would have been perfectly fine if he spent the entire entirety of this movie, just killing these guys. Like, like that to me, would well, have been better. So let's let's compare that to like the later Death Wish movies, mm. which like the first Death Wish comes out. It's it's I I can't remember if it was a studio release or if it's technically an independent film, it's, but it's a low budget, yeah. mid budget movie. And it's a surprise hit. It's a sleeper hit, and it blows up. And so it kind of becomes this sort of clandestine franchise that Charles Bronson would appear in into the nineties, I think. And eventually, Canon picks it up, and they really go into more schlock territory. And it's always the same thing. This guy's daughter, his wife, his niece, some woman related to him. And this is awful, but it's true. His neighbor, no matter how absurd it gets, some woman who's connected to Charles Bronson gets brutally sexually assaulted. And he has to spend the, he spends the rest of the movie taking AK 47s and knives and bazookas and blowing his shit out of, uh, uh, street punks and there and the one thing is and i and i don't know if this was culturally lost in translation or if it's lost in translation coming back to me part of the subtext of death wish that is really uncomfortable is it, it's always a white guy hunting down minority folks yeah bipoc it's always this white guy who's got to get the latinos <laughs> and the black people who are, and the and the immigrants right, right. from wherever, right, who move into the neighborhood and start raping our white women. <laughs> That's what those movies are, right. right? And it kind of fed into white paranoia of like, mm-hmm. oh, man, you know, like the urban blight and the inner cities are dangerous. And don't let your, don't let your daughters out in the world because they're going to get raped in, the, in, the, in, in, you know, the inner city or whatever. And, uh. And so this white collar guy has to leave his white collar job as being a professional to go get these street street urchins off the clean up the streets because the cops won't do anything. He's got to go do it. Right. And I don't know, like, I don't need that in the movie because I think that's really deplorable. Honestly. <laughs> but I, it doesn't. It kind of seems like they get into that because, like, the the guys who assault his wife in the Turkish movie. They're kind of also street maniacs. They're like Turkish equivalent of street maniacs. But I don't know if they understood the, I don't know if it culturally resonates the same way. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, 
I don't think the I don't obviously I haven't been to Turkey, but yeah, I don't think they share our history of you know racial tension <laughs> that we have in America. Or, well, white supremacy at the very least, yeah. Right, right. So like, right. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so I think for them, like, they probably didn't even notice it. You know what I'm saying? Like that, right? That it was it it spread that level of propaganda. Um, but yeah, you know when you when you put that in in context here, like that actually, I can totally see how that narrative is compelling here with our with our racial context. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So like, in that sense, I can see how it became somewhat of a like. I guess you would say I don't know if it would be a cult classic, but definitely a a small like you know independent hit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like them, them taking that, you know, sort of like an undercover thing. It, it kind of feels like you know a little, just a little like uh, independent thing that feels kind of grungy that you just you know what I'm saying can mold yep. your own way. So I get that, and I see the appeal of it. And like I said, I think like this movie, out you know, spoiler is a little higher on my list <laughs> as well. <laughs> so like. I, I kind of see the appeal here. Uh, my only issue with it is just simply that it's just way too long. Um, I do think that it does a good job of exploring how violence corrupts even, even yes. good people. And I think that was yes. the intention of, well, maybe not the intention, but I do think that was the discovery of the original. And I think they found that discovery in this one, too. I agree, though, that it is basically just a rehash <laughs> it is basically just a rehash of the original film but i will say that in taking it and putting it in Tur- turkish culture they didn't find anything new or unique about it but it was interesting to see that take from a different perspective especially without no racial tension yeah, I, so I think what's interesting is they didn't really cut anything. They just added. Yeah. So it wasn't like hey, we're adapting it, so let's reinterpret the story. Like we understand the the original cultural context of the story. Let's take it and, and make it a Turkish equivalent. Like what are religious or racial lines, or fault lines? Where are tensions? What are political issues or issues of uh, safety for women or sexual assault or what? And let's let's interpret it within our own culture. And so it's like, okay, well, it's kind of the same, but it's also a very. Tur- it doesn't really feel that way. It feels <laughs> like they they took Death Wish and then they just added twenty minutes of Turkish stuff to it. <laughs> so you went now you have a two hour plus movie, right? right? right. So yeah, it, it's and here's the thing: like yeah, again, if you pulled up, you're one hundred percent correct. Turkish Star Wars <laughs> and Turkish Death Wish. Just visually, right. sound off, just visually, and said, what's the better movie? Right. <laughs> One of them is edited in an indiscernible fashion. One of them is constructed by people that <laughs> seems have never seen movies before, right? And only been told what movies were like. And the other one comes from people who have have talent right they may not have all the resources but they know the language of cinema right yes <laughs> they know how movies operate right and uh and then because that's so much more boring it's just so boring <laughs> yeah so that's my number that's my number five turkish 
Death Wish. All right. What is your number four? Okay. I think it's funny that we just talked about how uh, they took a movie and basically didn't change much of it. And I said, yeah, but I got that movie higher. But this one I actually have is my number four, and it is Turkish Super. <laughs> I have it higher. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Turkish, yeah, because this was literally what everything you just said about Turkish Death Wish apply it to Turkish Superman. It is literally just Superman. <laughs> like, it is, now, is it, it though? It is literally just because it's movie. there's no because like the 78 Superman isn't about a laser that turns any metal into gold. <laughs> Turkish Superman or the original 78 Superman isn't about just like Clark Kent sitting at a desk answering phones constantly. <laughs> there are so many scenes where they're just answering phone calls, hanging up the phone, calling somebody else, hanging that phone up, calling the other person back. Yeah. Uh, also, there's how many scenes of them just ascending staircases? <laughs> we have to watch every single character in the same scene just walk up the same staircase. So imagine I sit a camera <laughs> at the top of your staircase. And then we watch Phoenix go up the stairs. <laughs> and then we watch Jason go up the stairs. And then, and all in real time, right. no cuts, no edits. <laughs> then a bit of a pause. And you're like, okay, what's going to happen next? And then Heather, who sponsored this episode, comes walking up the stairs. Then two more minutes goes by. And some other person who you've never seen before goes walking up the stairs. Like, who's that? You never see him again. You'll never see him again. But we need to see them go up the stairs. I've never seen them before. They're not in another scene of the movie, but we needed to see a complete stranger walk up the stairs. There were so many times I was watching this going, what the fuck is this movie? What are we doing? Because here's the thing. This is a, if this was a 30-minute Superman short, perfect. 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 It's silly enough. It's goofy right. enough. It's like, okay. Honestly, his Superman suit isn't really that bad. No, it's, pretty it's not a bad suit. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is a, this is Turkey Tread. This movie is as long, if not longer, than <laughs> Richard Donner's Superman. Yes, it is long. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And so much of it, nothing happens. Yeah. Somebody gets thrown into a trunk. Superman flies. <laughs> it's a doll. It's an action figure on a string in, in front of a in projector. In front of a projector. <laughs> a projector of people on a boat boating vocation. There's just people on a speedboat waving. Uh, and the people on a speedboat are supposed to be beneath flying Superman. They're three times the size of Superman. <laughs> Aspect ratio, ratio, size, all off. Nothing, nothing bad. Then, then he lands. He walks like Frankenstein's monster. He lumbers. He is, at certain points, you know I'm telling the truth. Yes. Superman puts his arms out stiff like Frankenstein. <laughs> And then just like barely, barely walks. He just sort of, yeah, just sort of moves towards the bad guys. He doesn't even like bend his arms to throw a punch. No. He, his arms are stiff in front of him. And then he literally just like turns at the waist and then clocks people in the head with the side of his fist. Oh, so. And they don't go flying or anything. They just sort of fall over. And this, this is funny because you're literally saying everything I would say. And this is worse. <laughs> this is literally worse for me. Like, I sound like the guy defending this movie. You're like, no, like this, this is awful. Like everything you're so saying, let, I'm let, like, yes, 
of course. This is why I have it for. <laughs> so the movie is actually called, I think, Super Super is either called Superman Returns or Superman Returns. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is this is where things go weird. <laughs> Typh- Typhon uh Typhoon, who is our Clark Kent. Yes. Uh Definitely has the jaw to be Superman. This guy was only picked because he was tall and has an amazing <laughs> jawline. That's it. Um, he he wears the glasses of the old lady from the old Navy commercials about 30 years ago, Carrie Donovan. You remember that old lady that was in all the old Navy commercials? Like, oh, zip up fleece. Wow. Oh, wow. She had these, That's she had these big round <laughs> glasses, black glasses, and she always wore pearls, you know? Yeah. Uh, those are Clark Kent's glasses. <laughs> he eventually gets us uh, uh, the Kryptonite Stone. No, 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 the Krypton Stone. Yes. He throws the Krypton Stone in a flash of smoke. Jor-El appears. He's like, he's like, how are you here? He's like, I am your real father. You were adopted. You are now that planet. I am not here. I am a ghost from the past. You are a Superman. I am Superman. We are all Superman on our planet, but you are the last of the Superman. <laughs> And you will have the genius of Solomon, the might of Hercules. At this point, I'm going, wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. The, the patience of Atlas, the health of Zeus. I'm going, I know this from somewhere. <laughs> the uh, courage of Achilles. It starts to dawn on me. Yeah. And the speed the of Mercury. Mercury. I'm like, that's fucking Shazam. <laughs> they gave Superman Shazam's backstory. Yeah. A wizard in a cave. <laughs> Is Jorel who comes from the crypt? I'm like, okay, now hang on a second. Y'all are adapting Superman, right? But you clearly just wanted to make a Shazam movie. Very, very. Good. And how the fuck do you know who Shazam is in 1979? Well, like, I didn't know who Shazam was until five years ago. Well, no, like Shazam was appeared in comics like shortly around the time of Superman. Oh, I know. Yeah. But I, but you can't. Shazam wasn't popular in America, no. even though he's as old, if not older than Superman. Yeah. But apparently they were they were reading Shazam in Turkey and going, this is the OG. Did they? I don't know who the fuck Superman is. They don't know who he is. <laughs> they didn't give a shit about Superman. Yeah. They 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 bungled this. <laughs> this like, on top, like on top of like just not getting the story right. Like. It's just so yeah. it's so clunky of a film, right? Oh, it's so clunky. It's so clunky of a film. Uh like we had films like this uh in the US like yes. way way back at the start of filmmaking where like 100% where yeah. like, you know, the acting was awkward and and stunted and and the dialogue didn't make sense from line to line and it was just Yeah. Very Scenes are weird. just cut. They're not. Yes. There's no. The edit, editing isn't smooth. Ed, it's just literally. Yeah. You, you feel the chop in the in the right, frame. Right. Like it would just chop yeah. middle of middle of a sentence, middle of a scene. Just yeah. all, all kinds of crazy stuff. Commercial alert! Commercial alert! No TV. No TV. What? No. Oh, I'm Pee Wee Herman. Talking Pee Wee is really cuckoo. He's naughty. I know you are, but what am I? Soon <laughs> you'll be that way too. Whatever you may do, it's so much fun when he's with you. Banana sandwich? Arr! You'll go wacko, you'll go crazy with Talking Pee-wee. Talking Pee-wee from Matchbox for you and your kid. Cherry sold separately. What's that? Major Luck. 
Yeah. So I was like, okay, like we had those films. This is that film. Like this is that. Yes. Like you know, nineteen twenties film that we we had, and they just now decided to yep. use. Yep. And I hate those films. <laughs> like if I'm being honest, <laughs> if I'm being honest, I hate those films. Those they are so hard to watch. Like I'm sure they were great back in their day, but they're about fifty years past their expiration date. I can't stand those yeah. films. Like, and that's yeah. what this was. And so, like, you take pretty much the basic structure that we know of Superman stories. Like, we know he's an alien from Krypton. Uh, he was adopted by, you know, an American family, or in this case, a Turkish family. And, yeah. you know, he finds out he's Superman, and then he goes off and becomes, you know... Shazam! He goes off and becomes <laughs> Shazam! <laughs> That's what happens. That's when it goes pear-shaped. Because you're yeah. right, the, from the beginning, it's like, oh, okay, this is Superman. Right. Like, yeah, he's got, the, he's got a sick father who's dying, who reveals to him, you're really not of this earth. Right. You're like, okay, this is a Turkish version of Superman. And then he becomes Shazam. Right. <laughs> yeah. Except he still falls for Lois Lane and yeah. uh, has to rescue her. And then he eventually reveals his identity to her. Um, and, and yeah, and I think there's the change in the phone booth or something like that. Uh, you know, he has to wear the glasses because the glasses are his disguise. So they yeah. have the certain plot points of Superman in this movie. It's just that the movie itself is put together very haphazardly and and you're right the villain the villain's evil plan is to build a ray that turns things that gold. <laughs> right an alchemy laser right yeah. and i'm like yeah. and you're stopping him like why like like, nah. like he, he's gonna ruin his own life let him live uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the thing is like um the only person in the world who understands the chemistry of the Krypton stone, which the villain needs, but is also the only thing that can defeat Shazam, is Lois is Turkish Lois Lane's father. Mm-hmm. And we go from Turkish Lois Lane's father is kidnapped, Superman has to save her father, to then, once the father is saved, then Lois Lane gets herself immediately kidnapped, and then he rescues Lois Lane, then she gets kidnapped again. <laughs> And she gets kidnapped by the same car twice. Twice, yes. She ends up in this, the trunk of the same Cadillac convertible twice <laughs> in the span of 20 minutes. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. Where I lost it, and I <laughs> laughed my ass off, and that's where it bumped the movie up, right. was the train sequence. <laughs> because they got real creative with the editing. Yes. And they were trying to build tension. So you had train A, you had a red train and a blue train. train. And now here's the thing: until the very end, we don't know that these trains are in the same tracks because it's just B-roll footage. I don't think they shot. <laughs> so I was not aware that these two trains were going to crash into each other. I was like, "Why are we seeing a red train and a blue train?" And it, it, I, I honestly, at times, I, at the very beginning, I thought they just couldn't keep their footage straight, <laughs> and it was just they was they were both supposed to be the same train. <laughs> But they didn't have, you know what I mean? They didn't have enough footage for either, so they were just hoping nobody noticed. And then it starts to cut to, yeah, then it cuts to Superman, blue train, red train, Superman, Superman, red train, blue train, red train, Superman. And the cutting ends up being going so fast 
between a split second of Superman, split second of train, 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 Superman, train, Superman, Superman, train, train. And it goes on so long <laughs> that any tension they created by accident is relieved. <laughs> and then he just hard cut to two stop trains and him standing there. Right. And that's it. That's the end of the scene. Right. And I laughed and laughed <laughs> and laughed and laughed. And that alone was worth every lumbering, clumsy, discombobulated, protracted fight scene. They have fight scenes. They have fight scenes where guys are literally just throwing themselves on the ground. Oh, man. Like, they're. And Superman, Superman just sort of wings his fist out like this. Yeah. Just kind of turns. Turns. You know what it I don't know. You know what it reminded me of? Oh, God. I can't even. Oh, God. I don't know if it was a commercial. Yeah, it was a commercial. Like, remember way back when, um, how they used to sell action figures, right? And they would yes. just show the action yes. figure going like, doo, 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 doo. like, that's exactly yeah, what this movie yeah. reminded me of. You could pull it back and it would like snap back at the waist and then boom, right. it, boom. you know, <laughs> incredible punching action. Yeah. Right. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'd send the bad guy character through a, 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 a wall of little, you know, Speaking of action figures, mm -hmm. the little areas in the commercials they always played in mm -hmm. that they never sold were always more interesting than the action the figures. <laughs> Robocop and the Ultra Police, the only cops with rapid repeat cap firing. He's unstoppable. Battling the worst criminals, Headhunter and Nitro. <laughs> the Ultra Police, protected by Robo Armor, bring Robocop even more firepower. They always had like little buildings made of like little cubes clear cubes you could you're, you'd punch the bad guy and he'd knock over a bunch of cubes yeah and then you realize that like i i just really wanted they, they should have come with the whole like the cube set the, uh, yeah. the cube set yeah 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 <laughs> the fake wall that they never sold you know yeah. like you sell all these vehicles and play sets but you're not selling the shit that sold me the action figures in the first <laughs> but yeah you're hundred percent right. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's that's that, that's exactly what it's like. Yeah. It's like somebody turns this giant guy at the waist, <laughs> and then yeah, boom! Incredible punching action. <laughs> Turkish Superman. Oh, now available man. at KB Toys. It literally. Yeah. <laughs> literally, this is Action League now. <laughs> like as a yes. <laughs> Wow, that's a deep cut. Oh, yeah, it's a very deep cut. <laughs> you, you and I are just going deep cut, deep cut, deep cut. The movies are all deep cuts. Right. Our references are all deep, deep cut. cuts. Our jokes are all deep cuts. You got to be we, we got to be really in depth to get this episode, we, guys. You got to be an elderly millennial movie podcaster yeah. from Northeast Ohio <laughs> to get any of this episode. <laughs> Somebody is listening to this and going, what, what the, the fuck is a Strongsville? What are they talking about? We can, we should have just should talk it on in tongues this whole episode. <laughs> and be like, well, I hope you have the interpretation because we knew what we were saying. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, so you, <laughs> that is your number four? Yes. Turkish Superman? Yes. Uh, my number four is Rampage, a.k.a. Turkish Rambo. <laughs> oh, this is too funny. I have it higher. <laughs> <I'm sh> <laughs> it's it, okay. Here's what uh, let me start here. 
the opening, not the opening, there is a scene in this movie where Turkish Rambo is jumping cliffs and the woman is going to fall and he's holding her. And as he's holding her hand, he gets flashbacks to a backstory we knew nothing about of his trauma, which is, you know, one of his other soldiers, his buddy, hanging from a similar cliff and he couldn't hang on. The guy falls, he dies. That exact scene is repurposed for an actual Sylvester Stallone film, the early 90s cliffhanger. Yes. It is almost beat for beat the same. And I'm going, is this a joke? Did somebody pull the greatest prank on Sylvester Stallone ever by stealing a scene from a movie that ripped his movie off and putting it into his movie? That is funny. That is funny. I hope so. <laughs> and, have, and have we discovered, are we the first people to realize that Cliffhanger rips off Turkish Rambo? <laughs> oh, man. I hope so, because that, that is hilarious. But, like, that scene is so funny to me because we never come back to that, by the way. <laughs> like, like no, we don't revisit no. It's just literally that scene where he, like, you know, saves this girl because he's dealing with his trauma of this lost friend that he has. We don't talk. He doesn't talk about it before then, and we don't come back to it afterwards. It's literally just that scene. And it's like, okay, I guess we have that. Like, it's like, I don't know what mer- what what it holds for this character, but I... <laughs> I have a I have a theory though. I think I, uh, you can correct me. I don't know if this is true or not, but I think they fully thought, much like Rambo, they were going to have a whole series of films <laughs> with this character. Well, this, there's there's two of that, them. There's another one. See? A, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I figured like they were like, we'll have to explain that because we're going to explain it in the next one. And then we'll get to yes. go back in time for the next. Like, very much feels yes. like they were planning a, a a franchise with this character. Very much how we now in the states make movies. We're like, well, we're not going to flesh this character out because we got ten more movies to do. Right. Um, this did this this movie is low for me. <laughs> you don't say. But it had probably my favorite scene. Okay. Of all of these movies. Okay. My favorite scene is that same woman who he rescues, but holds her hand for about 10 minutes mm-hmm. while, as she hangs from a cliff while he has a very protracted. <laughs> it, takes a, it takes a good two minutes of staring. Yeah. Him staring and us staring at him <laughs> before he even has the PTSD flashback. <laughs> it, that just him staring off went on so long, I thought we weren't going to get a flashback. It just when I thought it was going to end, then we go into right. the flashback. That same woman dies not much later in the film. <laughs> and I think she is the only character in the history of movies in any culture uh-huh. who comforts the man who was inadvertently re- responsible for getting her killed. Yes. He's, she's, she is dying, and she is comforting Turkish Rambo, who failed to protect her. <laughs> And going, it's okay. She says to him, it's okay that you failed to protect right. me because I've had a dark and miserable life right. and my life was always destined to end with me being brutally murdered. <laughs> That's not a paraphrase. That's not my interpretation. 
That is more or less what she says to him, yeah. correct? Yeah, no, that's exactly what she says. She's like, you know, I've had a horrible life. I was always going to die. So horrible. Yeah. I was just going to die horrible. Yeah, she actually does say, I was always going to have a horrible death. So it's like, it's, it's <laughs> I'm like, yeah, so don't mourn me. Don't be sad. I'm completely fine. I'm totally okay I mean, with this. I, I'm totally okay with this. <laughs> I couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe. I was like, it, it woke me from a slumber. Because I was, the rest of the movie is kind of boring. It's basically like a, it's Turkish Rambo. Right. It's the plot's a little bit different. It's more like, um, like a first blood part two or three right right because it's like him fighting terrorists in the hills of turkey or whatever um none of the like you know i fought for my country what did my country ever do for me none of the pathos right none of the background the only the only sense that we get that he's traumatized is that random flashback <laughs> that is never addressed before or after right. two you know, two-thirds of the way through the movie i just but, i want to talk like there's go ahead <laughs> I want to talk about one of the greatest scenes in this movie, though, that like literally like you laughed at that moment. I freaking screamed at this. Like, so in the beginning, uh, these I guess these guys are criminals and they're they run a they they try to commit a crime. They end up getting caught. And it's one, you know, big chubby guy, and one super skinny guy. And they throw them both in a cell. Right. And it's looking like, you know, all right, they're about to spend, you know, a night in jail, you know, waiting trial or whatever. And then all of a sudden (laughs) from behind the wall comes this silky, like like dripped in sweat, (laughs) T-shirt ripped, muscly man. Like just, and he stands (laughs) in the doorway like a freaking playboy, like a playgirl model, just like. Damn, you know, light all on him and everything. And all I'm thinking yep. is, oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> somebody's gonna be the girl tonight. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> somebody's dropping the soap yeah. tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turkish, <laughs> Turkish bathhouses and Turkish prisons have a certain reputation. Yeah, I'm like, so, it's, yeah, 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 it's, yeah, it's yeah. looking like, yeah, somebody bending over and uh, and it's going to be you, Chubby. Somebody's going to get turned yeah, out. Like, like, and yeah. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, yeah. so I guess this is what this movie is. And then we find out like, oh no, he's a criminal too. And, you know, he, he betrayed the government or whatever. And I'm sitting up there the entire time I'm going, no, no, I want the Turkish porn. Like, <laughs> I want the bathhouse. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care what else happens yeah. here. I want him bending yeah. somebody over because that was too perfect. <laughs> you understand? Like, that, y'all set that up so goddamn well. <clears throat> I'm like, I won't settle for anything else. Like, so, like, the fact that I didn't get that, I'm very disappointed in this movie, but. It was okay. Like it's just that that should have been that, that is been hilarious. <laughs> that was the scene where I was like, "Oh man, we're going places." <laughs> I I I just choked off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, because that's yeah. I mean, honestly, like I don't know if you watch these in some kind of order, but. By the time I got to Turkish Rambo, which came out in 86, which is, I was just sort of, I, I almost felt like I'd been bl- bludgeoned. So like yeah. anything, anything was possible at that point. 
So if it, if it had fully, if it had broken out into a full, full blown, and especially with Turkish Star Wars having nothing to do with Star Wars, <laughs> if Turkish Rambo just ended up being a Turkish porno, I wouldn't have known. It, like, <laughs> it wouldn't even have phased me at that right. point. <laughs> like, like right, I, this is what we're doing. I guess this is it. Like, yeah. Weird, weird move, Heather, but I'm here for it. Whatever. <laughs> Pin me, pay me. You pay the money, I'll, I'll watch the movies. Oh, man. <laughs> your money. Your money. If you want me to review Turkish porn, I will, I guess. Oh, it would have been so much better. <laughs> like, 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 let's be honest. Even First Blood would have been better if it turned out that way. <laughs> like, That's actually true. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So that is Turkish Rambo is my number four. What is your number three? All right, so number three, we're going to finally get back to one uh, that that was on your list. And I'm going with, yeah. uh, oh, God, I can't even pronounce it. What is it? Executioner. Yeah. Ex- so Turkish Death Wish. Turkish Death Wish, yes, is, is my number three. Like I said, uh, I felt like uh, the, the, lead st- the lead actor just has such a great look. Such a great look. That works so perfectly well with that character and that story, and like, like honestly, I haven't seen the the death wishes that we've done, but I don't know if we have a character with that look. You know, what I'm saying like in any of those movies where it just like draws yeah, yeah. you in, like, oh no, this guy, you can definitely see how this guy goes down the dark path and becomes that that kind of person. Yes. So, I, I for that alone, and and like. Look at his competition, really. <laughs> like it was it was probably gonna be up here, uh just off that yep. alone. Yep. I hear you. So my number three is a movie that you just talked about, which is Turkish Superman. Mm. Um and and I the only other note that I have on it is what was amazing is even when there was nothing but dog shit on the screen. <laughs> You realized how powerful that John Williams score is, that Superman theme. Yeah. Because we're watching absolute dog shit (laughs) on our screen. And we're hearing the Superman theme that it's what it felt like to me was somebody got a 45 Mm -hmm. of the Superman theme. They played it and then they recorded with a microphone (laughs) off of the record player. Right. Because it wasn't like like in um, Turkish Star Wars. They just stole the soundtrack from Star Wars. Yeah, it was a pure rip. That's just a rip. From, yeah, this feels like somebody were like, I don't know if you did this as a kid when you used to tape off the radio. Oh, God, yeah, sadly. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. you'd, you'd wait for the song, and you'd be like, oh, okay, oh, it's playing. It you'd, you'd hit, you'd have to, Make sure it's in the right yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah. Press record. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, the tragedy. It felt like somebody did that. <laughs> yeah. It felt like somebody did that with the 45 from, from Superman. Somebody had imported this uh, John Williams soundtrack for Superman and played it and rec- recorded their recording. Of it. <laughs> and it was still moving. Right. I mean, it was the power of it was still conveyed. And I'm just like, this guy is in his nineties now, John Williams. Go. And he is going to go down as the single greatest film composer of all time. Yeah. And will never, ever, ever be top i just don't i don't see how it's possible no (laughs) no yeah and the older i get the more i appreciate it yeah because 
that we get shittier and shittier music and movies and film scores that you don't even like this guy, just like in the seventies ripped off, uh, one, two, three, four, three, four of the most iconic, <laughs> just opening themes yeah. of all time. Yeah. It's like, what do you want? Jaws? Okay. I give you Jaws. What do you want? What do you want? Yeah. Star Wars yeah, or yeah, Star you, Wars? <laughs> what do you want? Uh, you know, just, it just went on and on. Was Superman? I got Superman. And you're just like, Whoa. Yeah. You're like, okay, well, you must be done. Nah, Ooh. I got the 80s in me. You know, it's like, <laughs> even in the, like, he was old in the 90s. And, he was and old. And he was still killing. And he's just sort of like, what? he's like, well, you want Jurassic Park? Da, 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 da. <laughs> You'll cry into your 50s when you hear those notes. And you're just like, we didn't know it. We were there sitting in the movie theater. We we're like, wow. And we didn't realize that they could literally just play and we'd be in tears. <laughs> that is the power of John Williams. The power of John Williams transcends culture yes. to the point that you can be watching a doll. I don't even think it's a Superman doll with a red napkin taped to its back, flying against B-roll footage of, of three people somewhere in Turkey on a speedboat waving. And that, that Superman theme hits. And you're like, oh, my God. I believe a man can fly. That's all it takes. That's all that's it all takes. It. So that, that, that's my number three. Okay. What is your number two? <laughs> oh, God. I can't even believe I'm saying this. Uh, <laughs> my number two is Turkish Rambo. <laughs> oh, man. Turkish Rambo? Turkish Ram- yeah, sorry. Tur- Turkish Rambo is my number two. Okay, Turkish Rambo. Um, Why is this so high for you? Because it was deliriously stupid. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like deliriously and like and it had to be because yeah. we're, 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 like number one the story of Rambo is crazy like that is crazy yes so for another culture to adopt it number one why but number two like if you're gonna do yeah. it you you might as well just screw it go go full caution to the wind i love the yeah. guy who was the lead i thought he had a fantastic look um i think the story is somewhat uh cohesive which i gotta yes. give yeah. some props to that because i do prefer cohesive cohesive storytelling <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know <laughs> call, call me call me a snob but like yeah. I, I think cohesive I storytelling do, works I do pre- call me a snob I do prefer my my stories are coherent that's all that's you know what I'm saying I think yeah, it's yeah, a low yeah. bar but yeah. I was like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna die <laughs> We have an asthma attack. Laughing. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that- you said that you were so sincere though when you said it. That's what made it. Like, I, you know, I just really like coherent <laughs> stories. <laughs> I like my stories to be coherent, cohesive. I was like, oh, okay, all right. Uh, hey, maybe that's the difference, right? Hey, you know what I'm saying? I, like, I'm, yeah. I guess I'm in the minority, <laughs> but. <laughs> I prefer gobbledygook as you call it. 
You prefer her coherence, <laughs> cohesion. Oh, oh my! God. I mean, you know, and that's that's it. Like we we have a character. Yeah. He's got a goal, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he does what he can to achieve that goal. We put obstacles in his way to keep him from achieving that goal. Eventually, he overcomes yeah. those obstacles and he achieves his goal. That's it. Like that. That's it. That is the bare bones of storytelling. Yeah. And 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 that's all I need, right? Like I I feel like even if you throw a bunch of nonsensical things in the way, a bunch of deliriously yeah. silly things. You could throw in a love interest that dies in his arms and forgives him anyway. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Right? Whatever. You yeah. could throw in a random flashback that we never go back to. Fine. Okay. But as long as we have some cohesion, and again, with all of these movies, like the 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 level of the competition is very, very low. So like like if if the if all I needed right here was just the bare bones of storytelling to get me over the hump. And that's fine. And I do think he had a great lead. He did a great job. I thought some of the fight scenes were really good, uh, especially the one up against the the bad guy's brother or whatever. I thought that one was really solid. And yeah, and the bad guy actually made me want him to to die. Like I was like, oh man, I hope they kill this guy. So like, yeah, all in all, I was satisfied with it. So yeah, it's it's my number two. Did you like when Turkish Rambo finally got the bazooka? Yeah, uh, yeah. Fired it, and all it did was burn the guy's face a little <laughs> bit up in the top right. Wait, it just kind of burned his eyebrows off. It blew up right in front of him. Oh, that whole scene had me in stitches because this dude <laughs> had a bazooka. Nowhere on him does he have refills. Okay, like no, correct, nowhere on correct. him does he have refills. It literally is one load, one shot. And somehow, that's right. Somehow, he's yes. running around, yes. firing off like eight bazookas at a time, yes. reloading from the heavens. I guess I have no yes. idea. Yes. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> like, what is yes. this? But yes, <laughs> it was a miracle bazooka. Really, it was a holy <laughs> bazooka that Allah kept refilling. <laughs> somehow, a six barrel bazooka <laughs> that he had. I was like, oh my god! Do you know the you, you know the difference between Turkish Rambo and American Rambo? What's that? Mer- Turkish Rambo never helped the Taliban. Yeah, <laughs> fair. American Rambo did. American Rambo was on the side of, of Al Qaeda and the Taliban in uh, what was it? Rambo three. Mm-hmm. Yep. Turkish Rambo, not a part of nine eleven. There you go. American American Rambo, nine eleven supporter. <laughs> saying yeah um you know why this movie is so low for me uh amongst all the other stuff that i said why i'm gonna throw out two names i'm gonna ask you if you know them and you may very well tell me no and that's okay you're a better man for it (laughs) okay do you know who david Pryor is or ted Pryor? they're brothers Mm, no no you don't unless they're related to richard Pryor. no Uh, quite the opposite (laughs) They made a movie in a series of films, but one of the movies they made, probably the most popular movie they made is a movie called Deadly Prey. It is is a Rambo knockoff, exceptionally boring film. (laughs) And it came in the wave of a bunch of direct-to-video movies 
where average people could start to get consumer pro cameras, at least to be able to shoot in four by one standard definition. And it, 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 it is in a subgenre of movies where people figured out all you needed was either woods, the desert, and a guy who looked halfway decent with his shirt off. And most of the time, you didn't even need that. Neil Breen has a cottage industry of making movies where he takes his shirt off and nobody wants to see that shit. But he lives in Las Vegas, so he can just go off in the desert and shoot a movie. Nice. And he gets the girls and he kills the bad guys. And he's Jesus, who's an alien who turns into a cyborg and comes down from heaven. Okay. But the Pryor brothers made a bunch of movies where a guy in cut off Daisy Duke shorts covered in baby oil with a six pack, his brother, Ted Pryor, ran around with a mullet, killing terrorists and bad guys as a PTSD ridden American soldier, Vietnam veteran with, you know, big old Rambo knife. <clears throat> and if you, as long as you had explosions and, and, uh, 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 maybe some boobs. Woo! You had a movie. And those movies are very boring to me for the most part. Uh -huh. And I've had to sit through a lot of them because when you have a movie podcast that specializes in covering the full spectrum of film, uh -huh. everybody wants you to cover the notoriously bad movies, <laughs> the Miami connections, the samurai cops. And I love some of those movies. I love Miami connections, right? But they always, always want you to cover deadly prey too, or movies like it. <laughs> you know or zat or all this sort of stuff it's like it's either a guy in a bad alien costume mm. in the woods lumbering around or it's a guy in daisy dukes of baby oil with a bandana with a machine gun and and then, and honestly this is just a turkish version of daily prep right and so because i've seen so many of those and i'm so bored by those and you haven't because you like movies that are coherent <laughs> <laughs> this was a this was a treat to you and I have already so assaulted and numbed my sense of good taste, right, Phoenix, right. that I'm dead inside. And when I watched it, it was just, it just, I need gobbledygook to make me feel awake. <laughs> That's the fair assessment. You know? I completely understand. I don't need the good stuff. I don't need the clean. I don't want you. I, I need, I need it cut. I need that baby formula and that arsenic cut into what I'm snorting. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Yes, sadly, <laughs> sadly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you give me the clean stuff doesn't even phase do me. Nothing. I need a hole. Can do nothing. I need a hole in my brain. How much fentanyl can you put in? There? That's where I'm at with movies. Oh man, just to feel. <laughs> you know, I gotta shoot the stuff into places you don't even you don't even want to dream about. <laughs> I can't mainline this stuff anymore. Oh man. All my, and this is all metaphors, but right. all of my movie veins have collapsed. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I hope to never get to that point. That would be tragic. <laughs> I'm the movie version, honestly, Phoenix, of you'd, you'd roll into uh, a Wendy's that's open late night, mm -hmm. you know, and you stop in for a Frosty and think, I'll take, I'm going to take a leak while I'm, you know, waiting for my Frosty because it's the late night crew. So they're not, all I got to do is pull a lever, but it's going to take them 25 minutes. <laughs> so you're waiting. <clears throat> And then all you see is feet sticking out from the stall. You know? <laughs> and you're like, oh, and you just turn around and be like, hey, uh, we got Narcan. <laughs> I'm the movie equivalent of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) I've watched Gary Oldman pretend to be a little person and drive a motorcycle in a real motion picture with Matthew McConaughey and three other Academy Award winners. (laughs) Uh, Tiptoes. It's a real movie. And ever since then, man, I'm just in. I'm just. I'm an addict. I'm just. I'm broken down. I. I'm not even watching movies anymore to, to feel anything. I'm just watching them so my hands. Do. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's a problem. Phoenix, Phoenix. When you're begging people for money to pay you to watch Turkish exploitation movies, you have a problem. This is true. <laughs> it's the movie podcast equivalent of being like, "I'll suck your dick for a cheeseburger." That's where I'm at. <laughs> And you suckered me into it. <laughs> got me on my knees yeah. right next to you. <laughs> uh, I've pulled you down into my level. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> you're, yeah, like, you're like, how did I get here? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Swallow that gobbledygook. Why don't you? <laughs> Gobbledy, gobbledy, gook. <laughs> oh. I'm gobbling the gook. <laughs> this movie, these movies are spitting out. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> Bet you don't talk about this in the style of cast. That can't, T.W. Lumber can't drink brisk iced tea. Me, I'm free basing Turkish exploitation movies in a Wendy's bathroom at 2 a.m. Oh my God. <laughs> These images you are putting in my head. This was awful. We live, we live in the same area. I'm not putting them in your head, I'm just referencing what's around us. <laughs> Am I lying? <laughs> Tell me when I'm feeling lies. I'm just referencing what uh, is around us every day of our lives. Oh god. <laughs> oh. oh man. Oh, I can't. Shit. I can't. <laughs> oh. Oh god. My face hurts. <laughs> this is too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Alright. Oh god. We're at what? Well, My number two yes, is that we're Yes, please. Up? My number two is three Dev Adam, which just means like three three giant men or three men right, or whatever. Right. AKA Turkish Spider Man. <laughs> I couldn't I in this <laughs> All right, let me ask start this question. Do you do you think Miles Morales will jam the face? of a man into a boat propeller and beyond the spider verse. <laughs> Will that ever be an Easter egg? Oh my God. In the next oh God. 
this movie opens with Spider-Man shoving a guy's face into a boat propeller as blood goes everywhere. And I was like, I thought this was Turkish Spider-Man. And the story, the story behind it is they didn't have Spider-Man comic books in 1973. They wouldn't get them until the end of the decade. Mm-hmm. They had the costume, but they didn't know who the fuck Spider-Man was. So they made up whatever story oh, wow. that they wanted to so they could put him as, as they made him a villain because the movie they really wanted to make was about Captain America, uh-huh. who, by the way, was not Captain America because Captain America hadn't made it over there yet. <laughs> He was actually a character called the Red Scarlet, but for whatever reason, they used Captain America's costume. Wow. But it was really for, for the Red Scarlet character and the, uh, uh, what's the luchador? Oh, my God. Oh, God. Uh, the, the wrestler. Uh, L, what's his name? Oh, Jesus, which one? Uh, <laughs> two. Uh uh, oh my god. The, the, uh, yep. Muerto? Is that El Muerto? Uh, uh, let, let me see here. Let me see here. El, it is. El who, by the way, it's not um, it's not him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Santo, the saint. El Santo. Oh, El Santo. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not him. Right. But it is uh, uh, his costume right. and so they ripped off uh, uh lucha libre star the saint who was very very popular in turkey somehow mm-hmm. lucha libre and him in particular and i think it's partially because he made a bunch of movies and um <clears throat> the character from coco the bad guy the who made like the guitar player who stole the song yeah. and who was in a bunch of movies he's kind of based on uh the real santo el santo mm. the the saint um, so this was like a real, he made movies and he was, he was just a big matinee idol who was also a wrestler mm-hmm. and he was internationally known. And th- the red Scarlet was really popular. Uh, but for whatever reason, they ended up picking captain America. I don't, I, I don't remember why but they did. And then they were like, well, we need a villain. Who's the interesting character. And they heard the name Spider-Man and they didn't really know anything about him. <clears throat> And so they figured, well, if he's Spider-Man, he's got to be a bad guy because that seems like a villain name. And so this is a movie where Spider-Man is a villain and he's trying to take down the team of Captain America and the Saint and their girlfriends (laughs) (laughs) who are secret agents. Right, right. And I don't know for the life of me what Spider-Man's plot, I I don't, what what is his agenda? (laughs) Just to murder people is like there's a whole plot of like espionage. And he's av- we're trying to steal this. Yeah, he's trying to steal something. I can't remember exactly what it was, and I don't even remember what its significance was. But like, yeah, I think he was like he was out to steal something. He's also out to like money laundering or something like that. Something along those lines. Oh yes, it was something about like this. Really didn't make any sense. It was something like. <laughs> We're using fake money mm-hmm. to buy real pirated antiquities mm-hmm. and then somehow using that to launder the fake money so that we get real money, but then we steal the antiquities back or something. Yeah. It was so, I remember I just wrote down, I don't know what is what or who is who. <laughs> All I can tell you, 
All I can tell you is that Santo did not symmetrically load his strict press. <laughs> At one point, he's doing a strict press, and one arm is like bent, and the other arm's way in the air. I'm like, this guy doesn't know. This guy's never held a barbell in his life. <laughs> I was so worried for his rotator cuff. So somebody uh, yeah. plugged up a labrum and a rotator cuff oh, with a barbell. I was like, man, I am so worried. You have to symmetrically load yeah. your infraspinatus so that you can use your lats to properly, you know, extend your arms and engage and have control over the bar. And he just didn't have that. And, and the fact that I was thinking in such technical terms, <laughs> let, me, let me know that I was at some level emotionally disconnected <laughs> from the movie. But then the movie won me back because the best explanation for 3 Dev Adam, which is sort of like the OG exploitation film, came out in 1973, mm-hmm. is... It feels like the 1960s Batman television series, but without the budget and made by regional public access television. <laughs> that is perfect. It feels like it feels like someone in Knoxville, Tennessee, mm-hmm. made their version of the 60s Batman show <laughs> with whatever leftover budget from the weather department. <laughs> you know what I mean? And this this show only aired on UHF. And the costumes that like the crew members left in the closet after last year's Halloween party, like yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. There was so much Shaft music in Worker Spider Man. All of these movies, there's so much soulful funk. Yes, sexy, yeah. sexy. It's not even, it's not the Shaft theme. It's Shaft fucking music. It's the music Shaft fucks to that's in this movie. And it's in a fight scene. It's wall-to-wall fucking music. And it only happens when they are fighting. Richard Roundtree would be proud. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Which makes you wonder. So in, 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 in and obviously Shaft was a big hit, yeah. but they don't know who Spider-Man is, but they know Shaft? who Shaft is. <laughs> you don't have Captain America, but you got Shaft? <laughs> I'm fine with it, but I'm just surprised. Oh, man. There's nothing wrong, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, you you have exploitation films, but you you don't have regular movies? Like, what was what was making it over there? You know oh what I mean? my god. I could totally see Shaft making it over there though. Like totally like Oh, we play like gangbusters. I honestly <laughs> I'm surprised there's not a fucking Turkish Shaft on this list. Oh man, I hope so. <laughs> like that's that you might be the I mean? only one I'd want to see. Like that would be but, but like okay, let's let's Rich Roundtree, one of the coolest people who ever lived. Yeah. You know, just all this sort of stuff. But if there's a movie that they could have made, it'd still be shitty. It'd still be shitty. Right. But there's a movie they could have made. It's Shaft. Yes. Because they're not going to Mars. Right. They're not heading hyperspeed. They don't have to convince us a guy can fly. <laughs> they don't have to have superheroes and Captain America or Spider-Man or any of this other sort of shit. It's just a movie about a guy who fucks <laughs> and who solves crimes. And who beats the shit out of people. Mm-hmm. That's a movie that is trans transcendent in any time, place, or culture. 
Which is why, to your point, it kind of makes sense that they would pick Death Wish. Yes. Yes. That's a filmable movie in a, in a nascent film industry. Right. These people were like, nah, let's do Star Wars. <laughs> let's do a space opera. Let's do an epic <laughs> space opera with no costumes, <laughs> no, no, no experience building a set. Oh, man. We don't know how to focus a camera. We're making Star Wars. <laughs> oh, man. Like, well, what are we, but what are we gonna do about the, the space fighting scene? Just, just, just take it from the Star Wars movies. Like, we'll just use, yeah, stuff. yeah, just cut it right out of the movie. Cut it right yeah. out. We'll be fine. Oh, man. Well, what we'll do is we'll buy a projector, <laughs> right? And a projector screen. We'll project Star Wars behind right. the guy sitting in a chair and put a helmet on him and then make it look like he's flying mm-hmm. through the stars in Star Wars. And he'll blow up the Death Star five times in the same scene. <laughs> five times that guy blows up the Death Star. Oh, my God. And then yet here we get to this movie, which is my number two. And Shaft. And Shaft. <laughs> Loads of Shaft. The deep cuts from the Shaft soundtrack. It is wild i recognized i was like wait a minute i was like i thought i was crazy i was like is shaft in three dev adam they were like yeah they, they used all the shaft music uh, other, they didn't use the main theme which is famous right right they used all the other stuff but i recognized them like they use all the music cues from shaft That's hilarious. and like two other two other like black exploitation films and i'm going so obviously black exploitation films were inspiration for three dev adam and it has nothing to do with the black exploitation premise plot. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like this is like this is like what they've been doing this entire time. If, if we like going yes. through these, they just take bits and pieces of different parts of other films, other movies, other cultures. You know what I'm saying? So like, this is black exploitation along with comic books and superhero movies, and yes, you know. Karate, Kung, Kung, yeah, Kung, Kung Fu movies. movies and luchadors, yep. like it's all yep. thrown in here, and <laughs> and, and, and cop stories yeah. too, like detective cop stories. I get yes. more of the shaft yep. into it, so it's just like, yep, it's all of that rolled into one, and it and and, and they just do their best, <laughs> right? They do their best with what they have, the limited yep. budget, the limited costuming, uh, just you know. Obviously, no licensed music of their own, so they just right. steal from other places. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. all of that. And they just go, and this yeah. is our movie. And, like, with all of these, all of these movies share one core problem, right? They're too damn long. <laughs> like, Oh, this movie is like, so long. Like, it's so long. This is so, so long. All of these movies are so long. And they're this one, I this one I would even extend to like 45 minutes. If this movie was 45 minutes, perfect. I'd be like, perfect. Like the other ones need to be like 20 minutes, 30 <laughs> minutes. If this was 45, I'll give this one 45 because it's so bonkers. Right. You know? but, but yeah. It just goes on for like I think an hour and fifteen oh, minutes because I, I think this is the shortest one, and it's still like an hour and fifteen minutes long. And you're just like, yeah, like that. That was the crazy part because I was like, up. I was like, I looked and I was like, oh, this is only like an hour eighteen, 
And I'm just like an hour into it. I'm like, oh my God, like, what is it? Oh my God, hurry up. Like, it's so long. It's so long. I'm like, what yeah. is this? It was torture. Yep. I'm like, oh my God. Yep. I'm like, yeah, just none of it. Like, because so much of it doesn't come together. Like, it's not, it's not a cohesive story. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. fuck is happening here? Uh, like, <laughs> like, 20 minutes into it, I'm just like, ah, what is happening? Like, come on, get it. Uh, and you want to talk about bad editing. Oh. 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 There were some cuts in here. I was li- like, I was drinking something as I was watching it, right? And I'm sitting up here, I'm yeah. like, okay, you know what I'm saying? And, th- like, this happened more than once. And I think by, like, the fourth or fifth time, what it was was, like, they would start saying something. And you, yeah. it'd be like, okay, this is what they're doing. And I'd be like, oh, okay, okay, yeah. that's what's up. And then, like, right in the middle of them being like, and then we're going to do this, cut. I was like, like, I was drinking, so I was like, <laughs> again, <laughs> again, you're going to keep doing it. Like, 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 five or six times, I was just like, Okay, look, I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't care. You can't keep I'm, building the story. Like, oh, we about to go yes, somewhere, yeah. and it just yeah. a straight cut. Like, and then it goes to something totally different. Totally it's like, different. I'm right there. With like, you. we forgot what I we were talking about. Experience. Then we come back. Oh, I, yep. No, <laughs> it was awful. I I had the exact same experience. <laughs> To the point that I stopped the, ver- the 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 movie I was watching, found another copy of the movie. Mm. So I thought maybe there's something wrong with this one. They, they, you know what I mean? Maybe this is like a not a full version of it. This right. is like a bad copy. Right. And and then I took it to the same scene, did the same thing, found another version. I went through three versions. <laughs> I could tell we're not the same transfer, right? Because they were slightly different in different qualities or whatever. That is just the way I believe that this movie is edited, at least as we have in the States. And I had the, you know what? It had the exact same effect on me as it did you. It's like, okay, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying. Cause I, again, I was like, okay, this is one of the, this is the first one I watched. This is a big deal, uh, within Turkish cinema. Cause it's like, like one of their earliest hit films. Right. It is, um, funny interesting gobbledygook mm-hmm. uh <laughs> and so it's like okay all right like it's bonkers it's not what i thought it was gonna be spider-man's a bloodthirsty killer right cool and i just and then it would like it build up the plot and then you're exactly right it would just cut it mm-hmm. and then we just start a different scene and i thought it'd be a totally different plot right right and i would just be like okay all right i at, at this point i know none of this shit matters. <laughs> so and then and then i was disengaged from it and then it just kept, that's when it felt like, oh God, it's just going yeah, keep going and, and going just, and going because nothing mattered. Was, like there's no, and, no coherence. Oh, you oh. So that's why it's not my number one. That's why it only ends up being my number two. Yeah. So I, I guess I'll just go ahead and, and, and break the mold here. This is my number one. <laughs> yes. Right, yes. My process of elimination. So this, this is yeah. my number one it, with all of those problems. And the only reason that this is number one is because this was the first one I watched and I was furious. <laughs> like I was legit furious. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I can't, I don't know why he chose me for this. I don't get it. 
I'm like, I'm, like we could have been watching. Like we did Kubrick last time, Anything. dude. We could have did Wes oh, yeah. Anderson. We could have did, you know, romantic Anything. comedies. Anything, but no, he chose this. Anything. I'm like, so I was furious, and I'm like, okay, but I'm gonna watch the rest of them. And as I watched the rest, I was like, these are all varying degrees of unbelievably awful. But <laughs> so like, but the one thing that I kept coming back to with this one is I have never laughed so incredibly hard at something so ridiculous in my life as much as I laughed at this movie. And then but like this movie was so equally funny but also so equally frustrating that I would yeah. I would literally go from like hearty like balls to the wall like cheeks hurting full-throated laughter to like yeah. dead face <laughs> like, like to like dead straight like yeah. i can't believe i'm sitting through this like like it yeah. is the first time i've ever done that like there's a scene like it's oh, the ending the ending is what did it for me it's like this guy's fighting spider-man and yeah. they have these really long drag out fights oh my god and he really, and he finally gets the upper hand, knocks, knocks Spider-Man out, only to find there's another one riding right there. And like the first That's two correct. times it happened, I was in tears. I was just like, ah, 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 I gotta keep fighting. Ah. But like the fourth time I was like, seriously, another one? <laughs> like, really? How, oh, how yeah. long are we going to do this? And they did it like nine times. <laughs> like, like no <laughs> exaggeration. They did it like yeah, nine times. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what is this? I'm like, why? Why, Jason? Why? I hate you. I hate you so much. I agree. Much. It's funny. <laughs> and then at a certain point, you feel like you're a prisoner of the movie. Yeah. And the movie is holding you hostage because it refuses to end. <laughs> to, to quote, uh, to, to quote uh, a recent guest, the movie refuses to end. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it's my number two. And by process of elimination for me, my number one is Turkish Star Wars. <laughs> Um, why? <laughs> here, here, here's why. <laughs> it's way too long. It's way, way too, too long. long. I feel like you could cut an hour off of yes. it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> an hour and some change, probably. <laughs> but it is so. Cl it is. It is. It's a puzzle box. Mm. When you say brain molecules, do you really mean brain molecules? <laughs> or is there a word in Turkish that has a subtlety of meaning that cannot be translated into English? <laughs> and the closest equivalent is brain molecules. Ooh. I don't know. That's a, that's a question that can never... If there is anybody in my listening audience who understands if it could... could understands this movie in its original cultural context <laughs> or any of these movies and you can educate us please do but in the meantime i was left in such a liminal state where i felt like i was neither conscious nor awake i was neither in hell or in heaven <laughs> i was in a movie purgatory <laughs> where i didn't know if what was being presented to me was absurd or serious I didn't know if this was an earnest attempt at trying to communicate something about the Islamic faith or if this was about guys <laughs> jumping on trampolines with boulders tied around their ankles. 
to the Indiana Jones music. I didn't. I don't know. I almost don't want to know. Oh man! I will never have the experience that I had watching Turkish Star Wars again. It's not an experience I wanted. And it's not an experience I will ever replicate. It's an experience that if I feel it coming upon me again, I will stop the experience. If I'm ever watching another movie, I'm like, boy, this feels like Turkish Star Wars. I'm turning the film off immediately. Right. But for a one-time experience from a moviegoer who's watched too many damn movies, Turkish Star Wars was just that rock that I needed. It was <laughs> just as they they landed blows on those boulders that broke those rocks up. This was my rock that I <laughs> landed my blows on, and I broke it up, and it went into my body. <laughs> went, my pain was taken away for a short time. Oh, uh, drugs aren't good for you. You hate them, right? But you need them. But you need them. <laughs> That's my that's my review of Turkish Star Wars. Oh my Wars. god! You hate it, but you need it. <laughs> <laughs> Here you came in. You were innocent man on your way to college, full scholarship. And I was like, you want to make some money during the summer? And you're like, yeah, I guess so. I'm going to school. I need some money for my books. I'm like, I'll take care of you. And before you know it, you're in a Wendy's <laughs> off a off a brook off a Brook Park Road. <laughs> out by the airport oh man <laughs> down on your knees going how did I get how it how did I'm I like, get <laughs> why is there so much gobbledygook <laughs> I'm covered in it <laughs> I thought this guy was my friend but he, he led me astray yeah oh man you know what this episode this episode is the equivalent of me handing you a stack of Turkish movies mm-hmm. and you, you look at them and me going, I didn't know you like Turk Turksploitation films. And you're like, huh? I'm like, that's Turksploitation. That's Turkish Star Wars. <laughs> Pure Turkish Rambo. Three Dev Adam. <laughs> you're like, what are you talking about? All of a sudden everything starts to get all woozy around you. <laughs> And this is your training day. Oh, my this, God. <laughs> you are Ethan Hawke training day. And I'm just taking you deeper and deeper oh, in the hell. <laughs> like, like, you, like, I'm gonna you, have to kill. you been planning this all day. Like, like, yeah. I've been planning this all week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to kill this guy to get out of this. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So the fact that you were like at one point like, man, fuck this guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> man. Movies. <laughs> Like, to kill this guy. Like, like that was a, this, this whole episode was gonna be just me coming on here going, Jason, why? Like, why would you do this? <laughs> Only one of us is making it out of this episode. <laughs> oh man! But you didn't. You didn't hate me. You didn't kill me. You were a good sport. Uh, we got our wires crossed about ten different times. All of technology was working against us. Tom Cruise was working against us. Um. It's very hard to be from Northeast Ohio. You have to be a hardy person. Yeah. And to, to, to be from here. It's a beautiful place. It's a great place. There's many great things about it. Uh, but you have to live under the derision of the rest of the United States. <laughs> I've been all over the United States. I'm going to tell you, there's a way worse places than Northeast Ohio. This is true. Way worse places than Cleveland. Where can we find you? 
uh, well, I guess I gotta do that recap. <laughs> I gotta do a recap. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we recap. can do it. Yeah, sure. I guess if anybody's ever interested in sitting through these movies, <laughs> which nah, we, which it. neither forget one it. of us <laughs> recommend at all. But no, we don't recommend any of them. <laughs> so fuck the recap. Where can we find you on social media? We wax poetic about Cleveland. Everybody's tuned off. Turned out of Oh, uh, so you got the only people that are listening now are all the the uh, racist Italians in Parma. Those are the people <laughs> listening now. Oh, that's funny because my ex lives in Parma. But anyway, uh, <laughs> was she Italian? Yes, she was. She was. Italian? Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> was she racist? No, no, probably. She was good. She, she was. Good. Was? <laughs> I found the one. I found the one who was not. So there we go. You found the one. The one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you guys can find me on Twitter at, at uh, Jesus, what's my at? Uh, IMHO Reviews 1, that's the number one. And, uh, and, uh, where else? Oh, oh, yeah, follow my show. Uh, I also yeah. do a podcast called Film, the Film Code Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and now on threads at, uh, Film Code Pod. Uh, so check us out and listen to our show wherever you get your podcasts because we're pretty dope too, which is why Jason has me on. So, uh, <laughs> correct. So yeah, and that's where you guys can find me. Yep, uh, you can find us at Binge Movies on Twitter, Binge Movies on Letterbox, at Binge Movies Lives on Instagram. Haven't made it to Threads by the time I'm recording this, but God knows I might be over there too. Um, a special shout out to Paul from the countdown who I am not, but who let me borrow his thing so I could steal, uh, his deal for this episode. Um, he's Australian. We're American. This is an American version of Australian podcast by two people obsessed with Northeast Ohio. Uh, thank you to Heather, the elite patron, top tier patron who supported this episode many moons ago with a generous financial gift. This is the last of the sponsored episodes. Never say never. I'm not saying I'll never do sponsored episodes again, <laughs> but this was the one to finish out this season, <laughs> this this period of my life of sponsored episodes, and I will resume it after uh, a stay at a local mental health facility. Okay. <laughs> Until next time, binge on. <laughs>